You are listening to the War on Autism podcast, where autism, recovery, and life coaching collide. I am your host, Allison Smith, certified life coach and mom of an amazing autistic son. Hello, my beautiful warriors. How are y'all doing this week? It is hot here in Texas. Let me tell you, we are under a heat advisory for, I think, the rest of the week. Today's high is 106 degrees. Can you believe that's even possible? I am so thankful that I'm able to work from inside. Anyways, I am so excited about this fifth episode because this is something that affects every single one of us. And I know for myself, this is something that I have really struggled with in the past. And I can honestly say that it has taken me quite a long time to work through this problem. But I do feel like I'm in a good space that I can help teach some principles and help you. Let's talk about social media. And you are probably thinking, what in the world does social media have to do with the war on autism? It actually has a lot to do with it because social media is so integrated into our lives. And most of us let the things and the perceptions of social media affect how we think about ourselves and our families. I know for me, it never failed. If Isaac was having a really hard day, so like maybe it was a day that he woke up really early, so he started the day overtired, and then maybe his stimming was a little bit more out of control. Maybe it was a day of really big emotions. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, Maybe we had a few tantrums, a day of miscommunication, you know, one of those really long days. And it never failed. Whenever I would finally get him to bed and I would sit down on the couch, I was going to try to unwind I pull out my phone to just mindlessly scroll through Facebook. And the first thing that is going to pop up on my newsfeed is someone's beautiful picture of their most well-behaved children living their best life on a gorgeous beach somewhere. Like it never failed. And there would be this perfect depiction of someone else's life and with some caption like, making the best memories today or nothing can top today, hashtag best day ever. And what ends up happening is on the inside, I am just burning because here I have had the most horrible day with my toddler. All I want to do is unwind and I'm just being bombarded with this perfect life, this perfect family with the most wonderful day on the beach and hashtag best day ever. Let me tell you, my day was not Hashtag best day ever. My day was just trying to make it through bath time and bedtime. And you end up with these just really negative feelings. Just from scrolling through Facebook, just literally from clicking on the app, you're instantly filled with some really negative emotions sometimes. And sometimes when we scroll through Instagram, we scroll through Facebook, it makes us feel that our lives are not as good. And we end up in this comparison game that we have with ourselves and the person who posted the picture. And that person's not posting it to create jealousy. That person is simply sharing that they had a wonderful day. And we don't know, maybe they've had two months of really horrible days and this is just one really great day that they want to remember. I mean, we don't know. But in our minds, we feel like that's their life all the time. And then we end up comparing ourselves. And... This is a very, very dangerous road to go down. We end up comparing our one bad day to one of their best days. And 
if you find yourself constantly in that pit of comparison where this happens very, very frequently in your life, if you've noticed that pattern, please be cautious because it will send you into a pit of comparison. And it is literally a pit because once you start going down into that pit of comparison and you start looking at this person's life and that person's life and the highlight reel from someone else, it's very easy to create a lot of self-pity, a lot of self-despair. In life coaching, we call this self-indulgent emotions. So these are emotions that do not serve us at all. They're emotions that actually make us feel really bad about ourselves, but they're sort of addictive. Like we kind of can't get out of the rut once we get into them. And they're very, very dangerous. It is so easy to start feeling a little bit of pity for yourself and then you can just tack on to it. You continue adding more pity. Well, of course my life is bad. Look at look at this. Look at that. That other person has X, Y, and Z, and that's why their life is better. And you start piling things on, and then before you know it, you're at the bottom of the pit. And it's very hard to climb your way out of that. And I will tell you, if you can just recognize that, hey, this is a self-indulgent emotion. Hey, this is self-pity that is unwarranted. Stop and pause and take a step back. Because your life is so much more worthy than what you're feeling in that moment that you're rolling around in self-pity. We, we tend to do this as human beings. We're like pigs in the mud. We get that little bit of self-pity and then we just roll around in it. And we feel worse until we feel that we've punished ourselves enough for not living a perfect life. Does that make sense? So it's very important that we notice that and we try to get out of it. Because the thing is, we end up comparing ourselves when we do that. We're setting the example for our children. We are telling them it's okay. And we're setting the standard for our wonderfully special God-created autistic children to begin comparing themselves to other children. And we need to teach our kids it's okay to notice the differences between people, but we should never feel bad about ourselves for who we are, who who we were created to be. I know for myself, I don't want my child to be compared to anybody else's child. In fact, it would be a fight real quick if some mom came up to me and said, oh, look how much better my kid is than yours. We all know it would be a brawl in the playground. But we do this to ourselves all the time as adults. We feel that it's perfectly okay and perfectly warranted for us to look at someone else and say, oh, your life is so much better than mine. You're so much better than I am. Everything in your life is great and mine is horrible. We do this all the time. And we've got to do better about this because we are the ones who are setting the example for our children. And when you, when you think someone else is better than you in some way, and that can be thinking they're a better parent, thinking they're better looking than you are. Maybe you think that they're happier than you are, whatever it is. When you let yourself think that, you are letting thoughts of their life, which are just thoughts and projections, drown out the reality and the gratitude of your life. Does that make sense? When you're focusing your thoughts that someone else is a better mother than you, then you end up neglecting all of the wonderful things that you actually do as a mother. And you're spending so much time thinking about this other person's parenting wins that you don't take the time to extend grace or gratitude to yourself for your own parenting accomplishments. It's a huge distraction 
from your life to compare it to someone else's. And generally, when you get into this pattern of comparison, that comparison will grow into jealousy and envy. And when you start to envy, you will end up empty. Let that sink in a minute. Let me repeat it for those in the back. When you start to envy, you end up empty. That envy for other people's quote-unquote perfect lives will rob you of the joy you have in your own life. And guess what? It creates a hollow, empty place in your soul. It's normal and natural to subconsciously compare yourself. And when you let that comparison create envy, it will brew bitterness. You will find yourself being bitter and resentful for your own life and your own circumstances, and it will spill over and poison the blessings that you already have. But the good thing about envy and bitterness and comparison is that we, as human beings, have the agency to decide if we want to feel that way or not. That's within our power. So let me show you an example of this. If I were in a grocery store and I walked past someone with red hair, I naturally will notice it and I could think she has red hair and I have brown hair. It's a basic comparison. Nothing wrong with pointing out the obvious. It's a very neutral thought. Now, I could walk past her and think, wow, she has beautiful red hair. And genuinely admire that she has pretty red hair. There is nothing wrong with giving credit where credit is due. But notice how that thought, wow, she has beautiful red hair. That doesn't create resentment. In fact, it creates positivity. It brings joy to extend that kind thought. Even though I'm not telling her she has pretty hair, I am extending a kindness internally. And that creates positive thoughts and feelings within myself to extend that kindness. But what if I were to pass her and to think, wow, her hair is so much better than mine. It's so bright and perfect and my hair is dull and brown. I need to call my hair girl because I hate my hair. Do you see how depleting that thought is? How negative suddenly you're filled with this negative energy and you have these feelings of insecurity or or maybe shame And then the rest of the time you're at the grocery store, you're just in a vile mood. And all you can think about is that your hair is subpar. So you can see that just by changing the thought in that one instance, you have the choice to have something completely neutral to think about it. You have the choice to think something positive about it. And you have the choice to think something negative about it. My advice to you would be to think on the first two, neutral or positive. Those will serve you. And I know that that's a very exaggerated example, but we do this all the time, y'all. We do this on social media very subconsciously. When we see the pictures of perfect families and perfect vacations and perfect lives, we have the choice of what to think about it. You know, what happened in my hypothetical grocery stores, what we're doing when we're scrolling through social media. So, we can either point out the obvious, just make a notice, oh, their life is different, I feel totally neutral about that, or we could offer a kindness, a positive thought about it, like, oh, 
They finally got to take that trip to Hawaii. I'm so glad for them. Or we could decide to let our thoughts suck the life out of us and think something negative. Oh my gosh, they're in Hawaii. It must be nice to go to Hawaii. I wish I could go to Hawaii. I don't guess I'll ever get to go to Hawaii. You see how that goes? We do that all the time. And what we end up doing when we do that is we end up putting them in first place and we end up living our life in second place. Let me tell you, folks, if you are living your life in second place, it's because your thoughts put you there. That is a hard truth, but it needs to be said. If you are putting other people's lives in front of yours and your family's life, it's because you cannot control your own thoughts. And if you can't control your own own thoughts, hire a life coach and work through that or do some self-work within yourself. Because life is too short to be using your time and energy constantly comparing the blessings you have. And trust me, we all have been blessed far beyond anything that we could have ever earned to some ideology that we've made up in our mind about someone else. And when we do that, we're putting our family in second place and we're elevating them to first place. And we have got to be conscious about this. We have got to make better choices and make better thoughts so that we can live our life in first place. So that we're not comparing ourselves and filling our life full of negative thoughts and negative feelings. Because those negative feelings create negative actions in your life. You're never going to move forward and live your best life if you're constantly bombarding yourself with nothing but negativity. And I know that we live a different life in the autism community. I know it's very easy to compare the life you have that is filled with choice boards and vocal stimming and rigid routines and tantrums that are just unmeasurable to the life that maybe you thought you would have before you got that autism diagnosis or compare it to the life of an influencer that you truly admire. I know it's easy to do that. And I know it's hard not to have some form of grief or wanting But please don't let that comparison rob you of the joy and the happiness and the memories that you can have in this very moment, living the exact life you are living right now. We have been chosen to walk in this path of autism, and it's not going to be Facebook perfect. It's not going to be Instagram worthy photos, and it's not always going to be hashtag best day ever. But what it is, is it's beautiful and loving and different and ever-changing and just as unique as our little ones are. And I encourage every one of you to embrace your life. Don't let the envy leave you empty. Instead, embrace it. Embrace the beautiful chaos that is autism and let those comparison thoughts go right out the window. Until next time, my friends, fight the good fight. Bye-bye. If you want to connect further, be sure to check out my website at www.waronautism.org. And if you don't mind, please drop a review and give me the stars that you feel I am worthy. Thanks.